Perikhas Mishnah Hay. The general rule when it comes to assets that a wife brings into a marriage is that she retains the principal and he gets to keep any peros, any income generated by that property. He manages it, he works it if it's a field, and keeps all of the peros for the duration of the marriage. The Mishnah discusses, let's say, She inherited some old slaves from her father's house that aren't very productive anymore. Allah is yimachru. Husband has the right, even over her protest, to sell these older slaves. And make the traditional investment into land. And he will keep all peros produced therefrom. It's his right to exchange the older, less productive slaves for land from which he will be able to receive steady peros. However, Rabban Shimon Begum Lilomer Lotimchar. He may not, over objection, sell these elderly slaves. Although they may not be so productive anymore, they represent the glory of her father's house. Meaning, not everything is about the economics. There is a sentimental value there to represent the prestige that her father's house once enjoyed. And so if she insists on keeping them, the husband cannot go and sell them, even if they are not so productive. Mishra presents a parallel dispute. Regarding Naflullah Zaysim Bugafanim Zakanim, she in the middle of the marriage inherited some older olive trees or grapevines. But again, they aren't so productive, they don't produce so much fruit. First opinion says, Even over her protest, he has a right to sell these older plants and use the money to purchase some land, and he'll keep any peros that that land produces. However, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, so in our version, it's a different kind of arguing here of Yehuda. So maybe Rabbi Shimon Gamliel wouldn't argue, but other versions have it also as Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. In any case, he says, Here too, Lotim Chorim Ibnei Shevach Bisavia. She may veto his decision to sell these older plants for, here as well, she has a legitimate claim that they represent the glory of her father's house. There's a legitimate a sentimental value there that contributes to sustaining the honor of her father's house. And so on that basis, she can insist that they keep the plants. The mission now discusses Hamotzi Hotsaos al Ishto. Husband spent money on his wife's field. That you know, it was his job to manage that. He, of course, was hoping to be able to produce enough from the land to make it worth it. But let's say, you know, at some point you know, he invested in the field, then they got divorced. The Mishnah rules, Hotzi Harbei whether he did or didn't make back his money. Meaning if either he spent a lot and ate a little, he did not make back his money, or whether he did and then something, he invested a relatively small amount and enjoyed a large amount of payros, far in excess of the investment. In either case, what he spent was spent, and whatever he enjoyed from the land he enjoyed. Meaning, even if he did not make back his investment, he's not compensated for that. And where he ended up eating more Paris than the amount he invested, we do not seek to balance that situation out either. We don't say that he has to compensate her. There is simply no system of compensation in this situation. He has to either cut his losses or he keeps whatever he gained, and we leave that as it is. However, the Mishnah qualifies that when we rule here that he's not entitled to any kind of compensation, even if... He didn't make back the amount he invested. He ate less from the field than the amount he invested. 
But that's only if he did eat something from the field. In which case, it's clear that he accepted the risk. He was hoping to make back as much or more than he invested. It didn't turn out the way. That's the risk he accepted by entering into this arrangement. The Mishnah says, let's say, Hotzi v'lo achal. So he invested money to her field, and he did not enjoy one single fruit from that investment. And then we regard that situation as if he was like somebody else, some stranger who came and made improvements in somebody's field, where the halacha is, that person is compensated for the amount he spent or the improvement, whichever is less. So that halacha will be applied here. Namely, Yeshava Kamahotzi, he swears as to how much he spent in improving this field, V'yital, and takes that amount, assuming that that amount is smaller than the amount of improvement. Otherwise, if the improvement is less than the amount he spent, then he's compensated in accordance with the value of the improvement.